0: Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Why is it in the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things, which must shortly come to pass, and signified it by his angel unto John, that this is the only book in the word of God, that if you add any things, that things of faith, the substance of things, if you add any things to the words of the book of this prophecy, the plagues of this book will be added to you. And if you take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, your name will be taken out of the holy city and blotted out of the book of life. And that pretty well sums up the ones that say once saved, always saved. Because it's the last revelation of Jesus Christ unto perfection. The body of Christ must enter into that image of Jesus Christ. But the question remains, why? Why is it that this book out of all 66 books in the Word of God, that this book in particular has such an importance that if you add or take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, that it costs you your life, costs you your salvation, and that is for eternity? Well, we must see that in Revelation 15, we talk about the judgments of God are manifest in the earth. The world has seen the judgments of God. We'll see if we'll t- turn to take a look at Isaiah. And he talks about that when these judgments of God are in the earth, what happens? Take a look at Isaiah 26:9. And it says, with my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when, here's the key, for when thy judgments, the judgments of God, are in the earth, the inhabitants of the earth will learn righteousness. Well, what happens there? Well, the saints of God get favor and the wicked are cut off because the judgments are the key. The judgments of God reveal who He is and famine, pestilence, sword, and noisome beast, God's four judgments in the earth. The very next verse in verse 10 says, Let favor be shewed to the wicked, yet will they not learn righteousness. Righteousness is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not just being right, because grace reigns through righteousness, and that righteousness then yields the peaceable fruits through obedience unto holiness without which no man should see the Lord. In the land of uprightness will he deal unjustly and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. He will not behold the majesty, the intrinsic values and the essence of God himself, that He is a self-existent, eternal Spirit of God, the Father of glory, that Jesus Christ is that God. He is that Spirit. They will not ever confess that Jesus Christ is that Father of glory. It's the only office of the Spirit that was hidden. And Jesus said, not anymore. In John 16, I won't hide that anymore. I will no longer speak to you in Proverbs. I'll show you plainly of the Father. And then that day, he said, you will ask in my name. And I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. Because the Father loveth you because you've loved me. And he's given, the Father's given all things to me. Jesus, the man, has been glorified with the Father's own self. John 17, 5. Very few realize that. But it's through the judgments of God that that's revealed. Men will learn righteousness. You'll see that in Isaiah in uh, 26, verse 9 and 10. Well, let's take a look over in Revelation 15. We're talking about the Song of Moses and the Song of the Lamb. And he talks about what is happening in this book at this time, in the revelation of Jesus Christ, that last book in your Bible. What's happening there? Look at Revelation 15, and verse 3, and they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. The song of Moses is the Shura Shah. It's a feminine song. It started whenever the children of Israel in their exodus from Egypt passed the Red Sea. In Exodus 15, then Miriam led them in the song of Moses, the song of victory. They had been delivered. And it passed all the way through. That was the beginning. So-called a bookend uh, in the beginning of the Song of Moses. It's a feminine song, the Shura Kahadash. There is uh, that it is a work in progress. Line upon line. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. Until they come to Kadesh Barnea. And then we have the end of the song of Moses as a bookend to all the wilderness journey, 40 years. And at that time, Moses uh, speaks over the children of Israel, according to the oath to the tribes, what shall befall thy people in the latter days, the last days, these days, uh, and put this song of Moses in the side of the Ark of the Covenant for a testimony against them. That's the testimony of Jesus. That's what God's revealing now. And why is it so important and critical to the body of Christ to receive the present truth of the Word of God? Not just being born again of the water and the spirit, actually 38, not being a, a growth to little children, that the sins are forgiven them and they've known the Father. They call him the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. Those are little children. They've grown in Revelation. Then we come to young men because the word of God is strong in them and they've overcome the wicked one. We see that in 1 John 12, 2, 12-14. But we come to fathers. Now those fathers uh, are very, very important to the essence of the work of the ministry because we see in Malachi 4, he speaks that, remember my servant Moses, behold, I send you Elijah. That's Moses and Elijah that appeared with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. But we find that this mountain, this mountain of transfiguration in the body of Christ, seeing this great revelation of Jesus only, will be revealed in the last days in the revelation of Jesus Christ, in the work of the ministry, which we are all called for that are in the true body of Christ. We see there in that matter of transfiguration in Matthew 17. Jesus is transfigured before them, but there appeared to Peter, uh, John, and James, uh, that that Moses and Elijah appear there also. And somebody said, well, what, what does that have to do with the work of the ministry? Well, the same that it does in Malachi 4. It's a last day work. That before that day will come, that shall burn as an oven, the day of the Lord God, when the Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in His wings, uh, and we, the body of Christ, will grow up as calves of the stall, and then the wicked will be ashes and under the righteous feet. Before that great and terrible day of the Lord come, there is a work of the ministry, and uh, He literally specifies fathers and children, and. Uh, These two different stages of growth are what the book of Malachi in the the Old Testament ends on before we get into the New Testament of 400 years of silence. What is that? He said, remember my servant Moses, behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, not after, not during, before. And Why? Because the heavens must receive Jesus at the times of the restitution and restoration of all things. All truth will be given to us. We will grow up in the Jesus and all things that were not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And why the revelation of Jesus Christ in that last book is so critical that we have that understanding and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Not only the person, but the work that he is now revealing in this word that signifies the shaking and the removing of all things that are man-made in Hebrews 12, so that those same things of faith that cannot be shaken may remain. The ones that remain will be the children of God that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. And that is where we're at today that God is revealing this last great truth for all truth is given to the body of Christ now for those that have an ear to hear. Those that hold on to just a fundamental doctrine of being born again or those that have gone on to a Pentecostal faith receiving the Holy Ghost in Acts, the second chapter, will find that it's not enough that the Lord expects us to walk in the light as he's in the light, and these judgments are made manifest in the earth there to get us to return to the Lord God Almighty, the true Jesus. That's what the whole book of the Revelation of Jesus is about. It's not written to national Israel. It's written to the church of the living God, the servants of God, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it by his angel, John, This is the word that we're preaching here when we had the revelation of Jesus given to us in that that time in January the 19th, 2019, the visitation for the Lord Jesus himself, saying, seal my people by my word. Even as I there send my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you we have been uh, obedient to that call as much as possible because the time is at hand. Notice the judgments of God that when they are in the earth, we go on in uh, this song of Moses and the song of the Lamb because the song of Moses is a feminine song, a work in progress, a song in prog- progress. It's feminine character in very name. How The song of the Lamb, the song of uh, that we speak of the Lamb of God, the song of Jesus Christ, is the song of the redeemed. The song of the redeemed is sung by those that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus, which is the faith of Jesus that we see in Revelation 14, 12. God is calling us to perfection now, full grown, not newborn babes, not little children, not young men, but fathers. And references this in Malachi 4. And we see that again on the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew 17. Jesus there revealing to Peter, James, and John. Transfigured before them. But there's also Moses and Elijah. But it's not Moses doing uh, those judgment miracles upon Egypt. It's the Christ in Moses. We see that in verse Peter 1. The first chapter, verse 10 and 11. All the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come into us, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ that was in them. That spirit of Christ was in them? Yes. Moses? That was the spirit of Christ. It was not Moses working judgment miracles, it was Jesus Christ. And uh, same way with Elijah. Elijah appears there on the Mount of Transfiguration also. But it wasn't Elijah working kingdom miracles. Those restoration miracles was not done by Elijah. It was done by Jesus Christ, the Christ in him. It stated that Peter states that in his epistle, that all the Old Testament prophets. They prophesied by the spirit of Christ that was in them. When it signified, when it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ. Because that God will manifest in a body of flesh and suffer for us, die, buried, and rise again, be glorified back with the Father's own self. Being that quickening spirit, breaking down the ordinances of that law, nailing it to his cross, and thereby making peace, breaking down the wall of partition that separated God from all mankind, God working salvation in and of himself alone, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Now, God has given to us the word of reconciliation. Now, what is this purpose of the revelation of Jesus Christ? To see that He is God and God alone. How? Through His judgments, seals, trumpets, and vows. For when the judgments of God are manifest in the earth, men will learn righteousness. We saw that in Isaiah 26, 9, and 10. We see it again in Revelation 15, the Song of Moses and the Song of the Lamb. And he goes on and says, saying, great and marvelous are thy works. This is the works of God. We have to understand this is God's working. We're going to see there in John that Jesus said, if I had not done the works which no other man had done or ever has done before, then they have no cloak. They had cloak for their sin, but now because these works are done, men will have no cloak for their sin because of the works done. What are the works? Jesus stated there in John 14, believe me that I am in my Father, and my Father in me. For the words that I speak are not mine. Jesus is stating, these words are not in the flesh. But the Father that dwelleth in me, houses permanently in me, God manifests in the flesh. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the Father revealed. And that's the only redemption, office of blood, office of the Spirit of God. And he states there, if I had not done these works which no other man has done, they had no cloak they would have no cloak for their sin but now they have no cloak for their sin because these works are now made manifest and in john 14 he said these works the works that i have done reveals that the words that i speak are not mine the father that dwelleth in me he's the one doing these works it proves that if you believe on jesus you believe not on him but you believe on him that sent him. That is on God himself, the father of glory. For Jesus is the father manifest in the, in the flesh. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, that's the monogonese Uos, which is the only begotten God, the monogonese Theos, the only begotten one, monogamous Yaquid, is that only one that has declared him. He is the express image of the Father of that singular one person, not three, not two, but one person of God who is Jesus Christ. Hebrews 1, verse 3 and 4. He is the express image of his singular person. You want to see God? Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's asked are our many mansion. Were not so? I would have told you I've got to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Whether I go, you know, or the way you know. Thomas saith to him, Lord, we know not where thou goest. How can we know? How can we know where thou goest? We know not where thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, watch what he says, cometh not to me, but no man cometh to the Father but by me. Why? From henceforth you both know him and have seen him. Do you know the Father? Do you know the God Almighty? The omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent Spirit of God. It is only revealed and in the manifested Jesus Christ. God manifests in the flesh in the days of his flesh. But he didn't stay there. Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up. John 2, 19. And he's declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit. How? By the resurrection from the dead. When he raised his own body from the dead, he proved he's God. He is the father of glory. He has raised up his own body of flesh and blood. Now, that's a mystery. That mystery is now revealed. But God's judgments are in the earth for us, the inhabitants of the earth, to learn righteousness, that he is God. Grace reigns through righteousness, that God was manifest in the flesh, justifying the spirit, seen of angels, preaching to the Gentiles, believed on the world, received up in the glory. First Timothy 3.16, who will hear? For this revelation, the revealing of Jesus Christ, the unveiling of this truth, that he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning, the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the almighty God. Revelation 1.8, that's the whole book of the revelation through the judgments of God that He w- will be manifest to all that have an ear to hear and see the Lord God Almighty and only the pure in heart will see God. This is where we are now. Why is this so important? Why is this the only book that if you add anything to it, the plagues of this book are added to you? Let's take a look at it. He states there in the Revelation 22 and the last chapter, He states there and the Spirit and the Bride say, come. For God's not willing that any should perish but all should come to repentance. That's God's will. And it is also God's will that all that come unto Jesus will not be cast out. And he will leave and lose none of those that come to him. That's his will. But not any and not all that come to Jesus will be saved. Jesus stated that in Matthew, Matthew 7, 21, 22, 23. What did he say? He said, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in, calling the Lord God Almighty, the Father of glory, the Lord Jehovah himself. Having that revelation, they're born again and they're little children. But he said, not all that say unto me there will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven only those that do the will of God. Then he goes on, they say, they profess unto Jesus. Now, Lord, we have done many wonderful works in your name. And in your name, in thy name, we have cast out devils. And in thy name, we prophesied. How can you say that we can't enter the kingdom of heaven? Well, we have to go on to perfection. That's what many don't understand. Jesus is coming back for a perfect, spotless, blameless church without spot or blemish. That has come to the full image of Jesus Christ through the leading of his spirit, the Holy Ghost, Christ in you, Jesus in you, the hope of glory. And Jesus stated there, even though they had done these works, they did not go on, but they were caught up in iniquity. And he said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, the workers of iniquity, That's lawlessness, for you did not do the will of God. You didn't do the will of my father. They will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Oh my. Well, he states in Revelation 22, that this is the book, the only book in the word of God, because the judgments of God are manifest in fullness and power and glory, that there will be no excuse. All that will not turn to him in that day, well, and missing the things of faith that is given to us, all truth, given to us, all knowledge, not only that, but in charity, we've added to our faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, the God life, and in godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity, full grown things of Jesus Christ that is given to us freely, all having received all fullness. But we turn away from that. And charity is the bond of perfectness. It's the guarantee of coming unto perfection. Not only that, charity will cover a multitude of sins. Why? Because you're doing the will of God. You're after God's own heart, unto perfection, to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, to a perfect man. Now full age, weaned from the milk, having your senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil, you come into that king priesthood ministry that we are called for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The ones that do not, the ones that do not and hold on to a fundamentalist doctrine, a Pentecostal doctrine, will not make it. Jesus himself stated that. Not all that say to be Lord, Lord, and no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. They knew that. Yet he said, "Not all will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven; only those that do the will of God." So we have to find the will of God, work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us both to do will and to do of His good pleasure. And the only way we can do that is through what Paul tells us in Romans 12.1. "I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies." a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. The ones that do and after money and the things of this world will perish. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's your ceiling. In Revelation 7, the apocalyptic ceiling, having the servants of God sealed in their forehead. And that is the mind of Christ that we are commanded to have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, Philippians 2, 5. There, we find that this is the only way through this transformation of our minds that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for each one of us is. Therefore, we work out our own salvation, not the plan of salvation, but our own salvation based upon that faith that God has dealt to each and every member, in particular in the body of Christ. There's different ministrations, different ministries, but only one spirit. Not are all the the eye, not are all the hand, not are all the feet. The eye can't say the hand, I have no need of you. The hand can't say the feet, I have no need of you. For God has placed the more abundant honor on the less comely parts. There'd be no chasm or division in the body. The body must come together in the fullness and measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. And to the unity of the faith, there where we are, there through this joint, joining bone to bone, the body of Christ come together. Whichever joint supplies, through the supply of the spirit, to the edifying of itself in love. That's where we are now. But in this, he states that in Revelation 22, he says uh, that all the spirit and the bride say, come. Come and let us return to the Lord. Hebrews states that, coming unto perfection. Hebrews 6, come and let us go on, leaving therefore the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Then say, forget them, leave them. Let us go on to perfection not laying again. Don't stay preaching on the same fundamental doctrine of Christ when you know what that is that's build upon it. Unto perfection to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. It's not just preaching a salvation gospel. It's growing up in him and all things and all truth. Not only the person of Jesus, who he is, the Father of glory, but the work of the ministry that we must uh, there do in order to have access, and obtain the kingdom of heaven, hearing, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter thou to the joy of the Lord. If we do not take heed to that, Jesus tells us profoundly that when all these judgments and the works of God are manifest in the earth, that we have no cloak for sin. We have no excuse of not coming into perfection. That's the reason why. In these seals, trumpets, and vows, and the judgments of God manifest in the earth, that we are literally commanded in a commission of our Lord Jesus Christ to grow up into him in all things and all truth. And nothing short of that's going in, that each individual member in the body of Christ has been dealt the measure of faith. That's not general faith. That's an individual particular faith given to each member according to the purpose and will of God, as God fitly fitly frames the body of Christ together. And then he compacts it. How? According to the measure of each part, the measure of faith. And each one will have different ministrations. Not are all apostles, not are all prophets, not are all teachers. Not all have the gifts of healing. Not all have the gift of prophecy. But God has placed in the body as it has pleased Him. That there be no chism of the body. We need each other. It's a body ministry. It's not just some bishop or some apostle. It's a body movement, and the body must come together. God's doing it now. That's the reason it is so dominating, uh, dominating presence of God in and through the body of Christ in His uh, power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost pulling us, compelling us to come together. Without it, the new wine will fail in us. Without it, in obedience unto righteousness, and in the leading of the Holy Ghost, that the oil of truth in us will languish, and it'll be our fault. And God said that in that time when I he has shown us all truth, and the preceding word of God, by whichever man shall live thereby, We come to that statue of Jesus and we turn uh, that word of God that's coming to us, that fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. If we don't do it, he said, I will smite the earth with a curse. We must do it. We must heed this call of God that he is leading his body of Christ into perfection. Now, we're going to see that evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse in the earth. He goes on and says, uh, and that no let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will let him take of the water of life freely. Then he testifies and gives us a strong admonition, stating, I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy the prophecy is the book of this prophecy it's the last book in your bible it's a revelation of jesus christ for us the servants of god are coming to perfection to know these things that must shortly come to pass he says not only read but hear and do the words of the book of this prophecy not to hear of the word but a doer it is a word unto the full growth and measure and stature of jesus christ it's not a newborn baby. It's not a little child that you've grown into. It's not even a young man, but full fathers grown up into Jesus and all truth and all things of faith. And then walking in that light as he's in the light in the proceeding word of God in throne room revelation, not Pentecostal revelation, throne room revelation, not a half egg of beaten olive oil there for the 22 of supposed to feed the seven lamps of the candlestick to give light over against the sanctuary and against the table of showbread out there that we have uh, been in this Pentecostal move for over 2,000 years, two days, but now we're coming before the throne of God in the golden oil, throne room revelation himself, and he states that testify to every man that heareth the words, the words of the prophecy, the prophecy that is Jesus Christ, that is the words of the book of this prophecy, to seal up the vision and the prophecy. This is what is sealed in the servants of God in Daniel nine twenty four. To seal the vision and the prophecy. Here's the prophecy. And this is for the restitution of all things. For we, the body of Christ, must grow up in Jesus in all truth, in all things of faith. And he says there, he testifies to every one of us. This is the word that is proceeding now in the throne room revelation. We cannot just lightly esteem this word of God. We can't esteem the blood of Jesus to be an unholy thing. If those in Hebrews 12 there did not hear the voice of the Lord as he came down on Mount Sinai and they were destroyed and perished. Then the judgment of God there, that voice that spake on earth only. But how much more sore punishment shall he be, or any of us, that do not hear this proceeding word of God that speaketh from heaven? Now he's speaking from the throne room of God himself in this proceeding word of God that we must receive. God's doing it in the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, coming unto that full-grown revelation of Jesus in a full image of Jesus Christ that we're all called for with a body fitly framed together, and then this book of this prophecy will be revealed in and through the body of Christ, or time, times, dividing of a time, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days, and the work of the ministry, the Jesus ministry, that's what we're called for. Well, he states there, if testify to every man that heareth the words of this prophecy, of this book. This book is the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. The last book in your Bible, in 66 books, There we have this book that we are admonished and testified to of the Lord himself that if any man shall add unto these things, these things of faith are given to us now. Faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. We're to grow up into Jesus in all things, in all truth. We that shall add unto these things, not hitting the mark, Missing that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody said, well, we're still safe because God has lived. No, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Friend of mine, read Deuteronomy 28. Hear all the plagues and the curses of this book. Oh, Lord. We want to make sure that we walk softly before the Lord our God, giving heed to those things which we have heard. Then he says, What about that? We've added to it. Now, what if we take away? He said, and if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, this book, this book of seals, trumpets, and vows that Jesus has opened in all truth to us now, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. Don't tell me that it's once saved, always saved. It is if. We continue on in faith. We will reap if we faint, not if we walk in the light, as he's in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If uh, we're obedient unto righteousness, uh, unto holiness, we shall have access into the kingdom of heaven. If we walk in the light as he's in the light and come to the full measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man, then we will certainly have access and be able to obtain the kingdom of heaven. But he says, if we take away from this and we miss these things of faith that are written in this book, this book of this prophecy, the revelation of Jesus Christ, because all the judgments of God are manifest, all the ones that are out of the way, he has chastened with his rod and with his uh, staff so that we will not be condemned of the world. He has done all he can to reach all the humankind, of reach every man on the face of this earth. For this is a true light, that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. But we did not like to retain God in our knowledge. And he that being often reproved stiffens his neck and hardens his heart shall be cut off, and that without remedy. But what is that? We still say, no. He said, there God shall take away his part out of the book of life. It had to be in the book of life to take it out. And out of the holy city. You'll be called by the name of the New Jerusalem. There we will lose that. That position in God. Because of our unbelief. God didn't fail us. We failed God. And from... The things which are written in this book, the glorification of vile body being fashioned like in his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself. We will not make that mark if we add or take away from the words of the book of this prophecy. Why? Because the judgments of God are manifest in the earth. All the glory of God's revealed in his power, dominion, glory, in his kingdom. Jesus said if I were the finger of God cast out devils, know ye the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. That kingdom of God is manifest in the earth here in the revelation of Jesus Christ and the fullest of measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. Therefore, there's no excuse of not going on to perfection, not in the sweet by and by, neighbor, but now, right now in this present season of tabernacles, not Pentecostals, but tabernacleists, We are charged to come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. The judgments of God are becoming more prevalent in the earth with intensity as God, uh, the coming of the Lord draws nigh. These judgments of God will intensify with greater intensity and frequency. They're happening now. Evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse. You'll be hated of all nations for his name's sake, but that will not hinder the body of Christ in the revelation of Jesus because they will be faithful unto death and we will receive a crown of life. That is the reason why the book of the Revelation is so timely for us that we must take heed to these things. We must know the time that we're entering in and now in that proceeding word of God is in all truth. It's not something that we can sneer at and say the Lord delayeth his coming and we began to beat the servants and, and do all kinds of iniquity, lawlessness, thinking that we're disobeying the Spirit of God, but still have eternal life. This is a lie. We need to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Uh, lest at any time we let a promise slip and uh, we come short of entering into his rest, of Hebrews 4. We're to go on to perfection no matter what anyone says. The denominational world says everybody's going to heaven. It's just not so. But the ones that hear the voice of God, that know the voice of the Lord their God and take heed and hears the words of the book of this prophecy and does them will be for the saving of their souls. Because the judgments of God are being manifest in the earth, you'll be able to sing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb, the song of redemption because you keep the commands of God and you have the faith of Jesus Christ. And it says there, great and marvelous are thy works, O God, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. It's revealed. What is that? Revelation 15, verse four. Who shall not fear, fear thee, O Lord? Well, the sinner won't. Though God's judgments are made manifest in the earth, and they will continue in all their ungodly deeds, which they've ungodly committed, uh, and still will not repent and give glory to the Lord God Almighty, the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ, not a Trinity, not a Tunis, not a oneness, but Jesus-only the blessed and only potentate, who only hath immortality dwelling in the light, which no other man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see, who has an ear to hear, for the time is now upon us." Who shall not fear Thee, O Lord, and glorify Thy name? That name, Jesus, Jehovah's salvation, not Jehovah Jr., not Senior Spirit having Spirit Jr. There is no such thing. There is only one Spirit. The Lord is that Spirit, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians 3:17. For Thou only art holy. There's only. Jesus only, doctrine of Christ. Thou only art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee. You only, Jesus, not a Father and Son and Holy Ghost in three persons. There's only one throne in heaven and Jesus is in that throne set down with the Father in that throne. Revelation 3.21, uh, that he is the Lord God Almighty, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. That's the whole book of Revelation revealing it in his power and his works and therefore, Any man that adds to the words of the book of this prophecy, the plagues of this book will be added to him. If he takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, his name will be taken, blotted out of the book of life, out of the holy city, and will not be called by that holy name in that city of God, Jesus. Oh, friend of mine, God's doing it now. Who has an ear to hear? What? God is doing, and and it has come upon us, the ends of the world. And he said, for all nations shall come and worship before thee, the Lord Jesus only, for thy judgments. Why? For thy judgments are made manifest. When the judgments of God are in the earth, men will learn righteousness, Isaiah 26, 9, and 10. God's doing it now. And the time is now come that judgment must first begin at the house of God and the righteous scarcely be saved. It's happening now. But many think, well, the Lord delays his coming. Very few believe that God is going to have a harvest, and it could be and will be, and we are in the last days now. If we weren't, then God would not be speaking what he is in demanding us to seal the servants of God in their forehead. He said, even as I send my angel ascending from the east, it's already happening having the seal of the living God, so send I you. God's doing it now. We cannot say God literally is delaying his coming, and one of these days he'll be here. He's doing it now, the preceding word of God, that those that have an ear will receive it to the saving of their souls. Friend, the the judgments of God are being made manifest. They will intensify with greater intensity and frequency as we... uh, uh come to the coming of the lord in the second advent the night is far spent the day of the lord is at hand the fathers are turning their hearts to the fathers to the children children to the fathers that is the mount of transfiguration this mountain is now removing hence into this place it's doing it now don't be one that sets back and does nothing and at ease in zion saying well I know it will happen one day. I don't think it's now, but could be, but I'm not going to move. Woe be to them that are at ease in Zion. John, Jesus stated himself that I'll search Jerusalem with candles, punish all them that are settled on their leaves. But anyone that adds to the words of the book of this prophecy or take away from it costs them their life. It was in the book of life, but it's bought it out. You've taken away. You did not hit the mark. You didn't hit the time of perfection in this last day's sealing of God. God's doing it now. Contact us, we'd be happy to bring it to you, to your church, to your community. We'll be happy to bring it to your nations as we're doing now in Africa and India. We need to hear from the other nations of the world. God's doing it now. The Holy Ghost is bearing witness with your spirit. Then do not sit on it, don't procrastinate. My name is Dennis Beard. Give me a call. The country code is plus one, 903-746-4885. Or you can send me an email, at Dennisbeard.org. There will be contact information at the end of the video. Don't procrastinate. We look forward to hearing from you. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.